Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to the Church Planner Podcast. Before we started today, wanted to tell you about a really special opportunity. Our friends at the Micro Church Conference put on by Brave Future, um, happening April 18th through the 20th in Kansas City. This is for all of you who are wondering what is a new kind of paradigm for missional church planting and church multiplication through smaller expressions of church, what they call rediscovering the smaller way. It's happening April 18th through the 20th. Kansas City is being hosted by Kansas City Underground. It's going to be a great weekend. And they've given us four free registrations to give away. Normally the price is $90, but we will get you into the conference for free. We have four of those. What you can do to enter is go on our Instagram at Church Planter Podcast. And there you'll find um, a, a DM button. Click that DM button. Send us a DM with your email on it and your name and where you serve. So email, name, where you serve, and you'll be entered to win one of four micro church conference registrations. You just get yourself to Kansas City and uh, you can be there and learn a ton from our friends at Brave Futures. Hope you enjoy the show today. Sir, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds. I'm Pete Mitchell. He's Peyton Jones. And this is the Church Planner Podcast. Hey, Church Planner. <laughs> this is Pete Mitchell. And this is Peyton Jones for take oh, two. For take two. Oh, hey, you don't want to know what take one was like. You don't. Maybe we can get it done in just two <laughs> takes. I mean, I'm I'm pulling for that, man. I'm pulling for that. Yep. Yeah, boy. How about them bears, huh? <laughs> Dude, I can't go anywhere, man. I can't I can't <laughs> reference what we were talking about. I hey, uh, well, I, I'll take it from here. We're gonna do something different, which is doing something normal. If you know we've been uh actually kind of doing the redux. This is how Pete got me back in. Hey, look, Caesar Kalinowski, he just you know, recaps his old episodes, you know, like we could do that. We could comment on them 10 years later. And uh, I was like, you know, I could do that for 15 minutes, which still ironically has ended up taking the same amount of time. But when Pete last week said his new hobby was AI, I have been thinking a lot about AI. Pete has been sending me pictures of himself uh, being generated by AI, which is fun, um, particularly the one in in the four trucks. I enjoyed that one. But uh, anyways, uh, we decided that we would kind of kick off maybe a new season of us talking about, you know, things that are modern and relevant. And AI is the 800-pound gorilla in the room. So we're going to talk about that today. Okay. Yeah. I got nothing else. Well, it's your new hobby. I mean, it, we know what happens when Pete gets a new hobby. Dude, I'm telling you, like, okay. So last week, I did this training on Saturday for a bunch of church planners showing them, hey, here's how we're using AI to help our clients and make a ton of money in the process. Like, these are all guys who you know, what started it, what started it was this one church planner who you had coached, um, 
reaches out. He goes through uh, the uh, missionbybusiness.com. He goes through the, I got a, a video there and he's like, hey, um, I, I want to do this. And it was funny because when I was talking to him on the phone, because that's one of the things I, I make all church planners do is you can't just enroll in the course. Like I want to talk to you first, make sure it's going to be a, a good fit for you because I, I know the commitment that it takes, right? And so I was like, it, honestly, in the back of my head, I'm like, man, I really hope he doesn't come on board because <laughs> I was like, I got to redo all of the training to update it in a post-COVID world. And I'm like, and I've been dragging my feet like, uh, I don't really want to redo it all. You know, I'm busy. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, I went in. <laughs> so I'm like, all right. All right. So here's the deal, man. We're, we're going to go through the, the training one-on-one because I got to redo it all anyway. But I want to get you up and running quick. And I'm going to show you what I think is got to be the most powerful way to bring on clients, the quickest way to bring on clients, um, where we're we're solving a major problem that a specific type of business has. So just to kind of put everything in perspective, um, let's say you're what we call an appointment-based business. Let's say you're a dentist. And if you're a dentist, you're like, well, I got to bring in some new patients. So maybe you run some Facebook ads. Maybe you have a, a postcard go out for like, you know, teeth whitening or, or whatever. You're just like, I got to bring someone in the door. But you're busy being a dentist. So when those people reach out, you know, either on Facebook or Instagram or your Google ad or your postcard and the lead is generated, somebody's got to actually call that person and set the appointment to get him to come in. Well, the dentist isn't going to do it, right? Because he's busy being a dentist. So what does he do? He turns to you know his his front desk gal, and he's like, "Hey, you know what? Uh, call these leads and schedule appointments with them." And of course, she's busy being the front desk gal, and I realize that's sexist, right? But you know, she or he just understand the story here. Um, she's she's busy doing what she's doing. She's dealing with customers coming in. She's got to deal with insurance issues. She's got to deal with people upset on the phone. She's got to deal with all that crap. So the leads sit to the side. If she eventually gets to call them, maybe she calls them once, they don't answer. Maybe she leaves a message. Maybe she doesn't. If they don't call back, that's usually the most that lead's ever going to get. So what happens is the dentist ends up looking at this and he's like, hey, you know, I spent all this money to generate all these leads. And no one booked an appointment or hardly anyone booked an appointment. I hardly made any money off of it. You know, this, this is horrible marketing. You know, Facebook sucks, postcards suck, Google suck, whatever it is that he was doing to get those people to call. It's like, this is awful. So what we do is we go to those appointment-based businesses and we're like, look, what if we could use AI to automate all of that process of, let's say it's a business where they got to qualify someone. So like in contracting, um, where we need to actually qualify and make sure they're they're a real prospect. Um, they're going to have questions. We can have AI answer it perfectly every single time and understand exactly what's being asked. In fact, you know, it's AI. So it technically knows your business better than you know it because it knows everything that's on the internet about your business, your industry all of that, right? So the dentist, it knows everything about being a dentist. Um, it can answer any of those questions. It can answer, you know, you got a question about specific type of material that you want used on your deck, right? If you're uh, reaching out about having a deck installed in your backyard. And so we've got AI that can do that perfectly every single time. Like it doesn't matter if leads are coming in from Facebook, from Instagram, 
from chat on your website, from uh, uh, an SMS text, like we can we can literally make it run perfectly for a business and book the appointment. Like we can have AI actually book the appointment. And it's such a valuable commodity right now that I run ads on Facebook for this service. And our leads are off the hook. Like it is like everyone is like, I want this. And the the uh, lead generation to appointment booked ratio is like 50%, which never happens in anything. And of course, we had to have AI do it all. In fact, we got so many appointments. My sales guy, who you know, Wayne, um, he was like every hour on the hour, he had an appointment. But a lot of them weren't the right uh, the right person for us to work with. So then we like changed the AI and we gave it like qualification rules. Hey, this is what we want them to have before you can book them. And if they don't have this, then just deny them. And AI can do that. So, I mean, it's like having an employee that has the perfect sales scripting down uh, that can can answer any question that's asked of it, that can do it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It never calls in sick. It never complains. It's never upset. And like, imagine what that does to the business owner. It's like now all they've got to do if they're an appointment-based business is all they got to do is actually go talk to someone who's already pre-sold and red hot and the appointment's been set. So all they got to do is what they would normally do anyway, which is just show up and like, Hey, well, this is what we can do for you. Right. And it's it's changing everything, man. So so obviously there's going to be a need for automating things in the church world and an online world, right? That's where I think people are trying to weigh where things are at and what how we can use AI. Obviously, the go-to for ministers right now, they're thinking sermons, right? Which we need to talk about. Um, blogs, okay? Um, research, okay? Emails, okay? Contracts, okay? Um, we, we've used chat GPT for some contracts. Yep. Um, there, there's so many things that you can do um, you could you could probably do your constitution and bylaws with Chad GPT. Oh, you totally um, for a can. church plan, hundred percent. So, so if we're looking at all this now, we've got you know the idea that you've got online church. Um, I could see AI like what you're talking about, like a like a, a an interface that interacts with people's spiritual questions. Now, the only thing I'm not comfortable with is if we because in a business world i don't think it matters but when it comes to christianity or even witnessing i think as long as we're not deceiving people into thinking they're talking to a human i think ai is an amazing tool for just like google would be for regurgitating responses to people's questions or even a discussion like picture someone speaks with an AI apologist who has all, like you said, never gets ruffled, never gets upset, never gets um, always has all of the information and all of the scriptures and all the greatest scholarship that you could just tap in there. Dick, 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 dick. Now don't think for a second that atheists aren't going to have their own version of the AI apologist. Mm, They're going to counter every, every point 
So it's not the end all be all. I, I, I think when we're talking about the potentials, we're always going to have to talk about the limitations. It's, it's an amazing, like all technology, like if I sat there and said, oh, you know, the, the, the interweb, it's going to do this and it's going to do that. Like, imagine where we are today because of the Internet. Yeah. Um, sure, there's a lot of things that the Internet's used that, that are not used. But, man, I am so grateful for the Internet. I don't look at porn. I don't do all that other stuff. Um, so for me, the internet's a complete blessing. I realize that's not the case for everybody, for, but for me, it's nothing but a blessing to me. Yeah, no, I think you're, you're right. Cause like, it's like a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of how we, we do what we do is if you kind of imagine the way that we're using AI, we tell it hey here's 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 basically the rules that i want you to follow hmm. and then here's the resources of our faqs these are the questions that we get asked a lot and these are the answers we like to use so from what i've been told now i, I can only assume that this is the uh, legit because of the source that i got it from so chat gpt you can give it up to 25000 words Hmm. For it to to know is like, all right, this is where I got to get my answers from first before I start going out to the world. So 25,000, you think about that, that's a lot, right? Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, huge... my book is 56,000, church zero, that's half my book. Right. So you could give it a lot of information from which to draw and provide answers from. Right. Before it starts going, you know, okay, where's, where's the next? But you could even like, hey, I want, like when I do this in, in copywriting, so I was uh, I was working on some emails, some follow up emails for uh, people who haven't set an appointment with me yet, right? So I went into GPT. I go, okay, let me tell you about my company. And I went through and I told it about my company. I go, do you understand this? And it regurgitates it back, just cleans it up, and says, okay, this is what you do, blah blah blah. And I go, okay, great. Now what I want you to do is I want you to write an email. Uh, for someone who inquired about our services but hasn't yet booked an appointment. Mm. And I want you to to invite them to book an appointment by going to this URL. And so it goes through and it writes it. And then I go, okay, now I want you to rewrite it. And I want you to make it fun and exciting. And I want you to use the voice of Gary Halbert. He's a famous copywriter. And I'm not kidding, man. This thing went through and it rewrote these emails so stinking well. I was like, holy crap, dude. I hate doing this work. And for me to like come up with the mental energy, yep. like it was using the fact that my name is Maverick and mm -hmm. my right hand guy is Goose. And I mean, like it just, dude. it wrote these awesome emails. So Brooks is my. AI, right? Like there's times he'll be like, Hey, I'll write this week's thing. And, you know, he's writing and he goes, he can sometimes write things for me and sound like me. He's like, I'm, I'm pretty much, he can do it with Andrea too. And he's shown us that before. Um, but what's really funny is he sent me, Hey, uh, this is our content director over at New Breed. He said, Hey, uh, uh, check out this, this article that chat GPT wrote. Um, where I, I said, write this in the spirit of Peyton Jones. And do you think it had pop culture references? And oh my gosh, dude, 
it knew I, you? I couldn't tell. Yeah, well, because I'm a published author, right? And a lot of my blogs are online and articles. So I know, it's, it, just, it's only got, it can only go back to, like, it's got to have been before, what is it, 2021, November of 2021 or 20? I can't remember exactly what you know. They don't give it access to modern stuff right now. Really? So that's why I find that really interesting. Yeah. Well, it, it was. And then how many other Peyton there. Jones are there? Right? Oh, like, there was a lot, but. Uh, but it knew but it, you. Yeah, no, he. And and that's the other thing you mentioned, like Brooks, ha- he says he's he's getting quite skilled at chat GPT because he's a tech guy. He's going to he's going to go figure it out. Right. But um, but it's pretty funny, man, like the stuff that he comes up with. And we just played around with stuff. We did this one. Um, I did some research. I'm doing right now this uh, course called Plant Like Paul, which is like if you have church planters that uh, you think, oh, maybe they're potential, but I don't know if they're ready to plant. It's kind of like what you would call the farm system, where you're farming people like what Paul would have thought of Timothy, you know, like he's on his first mission. You know, that guy might be a good candidate. Second missionary journey goes and grabs him. So we're creating this uh, course last year, and it's basically what Paul brought to the table before he got started, what he knew from the old testament that he applies later what he what he learned from jesus and the gospels um you know talking to barnabas and maybe the apostles so it's all this like ministry prep like that you need before you plan so we've got this uh course and one of the things i wanted to see was um how how many times paul references the old testament or alludes to it Chat GPT is your boy. We'll go find all that for you. Mm. Uh, you know, Paul referenced the Old Testament directly this many times. He alludes to it this many times. There's this many repeats. It'll give you everything you need. It's kind of so, crazy, isn't it? It 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 makes reason, and you know, it's not flawless, but it. I'm I'm used to doing research like that. Like in the old days, man, I just pull out, you know, whatever tools I have. And, you know, whether it was a, a, just my Bible to start with, you know, and I'd go through. And I, I remember reading, I'm trying to remember what it was for. And I had to read the entire New Testament. Just, it was for church planner references. Then I went through and I read cover to cover the New Testament looking for APEST. And where am I seeing APEST? That's why, like, if you've ever seen where I have Matthew 28, Acts 2, 42, and um, Ephesians 4, I show the overlap because we will go through and I will point out a pest and where it overlaps in the scripture to show it's not just Ephesians 4. You find this all over. So uh, anyways, ChatGPT is amazing, man. It is. And I can see why, uh, you know, Google's kind of scared. And so they got their own one that when it first came out, I tried it and I was like, this thing's horrible. Like it yeah. was really bad. Supposedly they came out with a new version recently. That's really good. I haven't gone back to it because um, I mean, chat GPT, we're able to, to directly connect with their API and, and that's how we're able to do all this stuff, right? As we have chat GPT do it all. I showed you that, that one text. So, you know, I had these, these church planners and pastors on Saturday and I'm like, all right, guys, I want you to, to try and break the AI. So, you know, ask it the tough questions. And they're, you know, texting back and forth with it. And then I, I turned to Scott and I'm like, 
Scott, you speak Portuguese. Switch to Portuguese and see how the AI does. And he switches to Portuguese. Mm -hmm. So does the AI perfectly. Like I go, you know, how is it? Because I can't read Portuguese, right? I don't know. He goes, goes, it's fluent. (laughs) Are you serious? This is insane. Are you serious? So I need that because I actually was having a conversation with someone today in Brazil about translating into portuguese and i did see that text that you were talking about i'm i'm actually in that group text yeah i hadn't even thought like this this is what i think we're going to be finding is it all of a sudden it's going to occur to us oh my gosh why am i why am i not using ai for this right. um some of the you know like we're we're talking translation playing with it for um uh, through the word you know, can we translate? And and there is the possibility to translate. What it won't do is it won't take out the cultural misses, you know, like that's still got to be reviewed. But you could, I could have the work of translation done, send that off to someone who's fluent in Portuguese, have them look at it and say, okay, in my culture, I would replace this part out. They can identify what does not translate, but you save so much time rather than doing the work of translating now they're reviewing the translation. And to us, that's a game See, changer. I'm willing to bet with AI, I'm willing to bet that if I said, hey, I want you to translate this into Spanish that people in Mexico would speak. Yes. I'm willing to bet it would do it in that version of Spanish. Right. And and it, it's idioms to me, like if I'm doing translation uh, through the word, right? I use a lot of idioms. So maybe I say, you know, he's not worth his salt, which is, you know, that comes from the Roman world where they paid Roman soldiers in salt. And it's an idiom that's passed down. Maybe that didn't get to Mexico, right? right. Um, so when it says worth their salt, they're scratching their head, you know, que pasa? And maybe chat GPT grabs that and says, hey, you know what you would say? You know, maybe it could do that. If it could do that, could. oh my gosh! If I mean, it can do that, we're we're you know the, the craziest thing about AI. It, to me, it's its ability to understand what you're asking. Yeah, like that's the craziest part. Because every other time in our history, when you go to a computer, you have to tell it exactly what you want, and if you put the wrong space in the wrong spot, or you don't capitalize the the right letter, it doesn't work, right? I mean, that was if you guys remember back in DOS days, right? You literally had to type the command exactly. Now we've we've got point and click, right? It's just it's on the screen, so all you got to do is click it because it already knows what it's called, and all you're doing is clicking it. But now with that ability to just tell it what you want. Even if you misspell things, even if you mistype, it still understands. Like to me, that's the most insane part of this is that piece. The fact that it can understand what we're asking of it. So for me, it's really interesting that, that we're having this conversation because I can see, you know, like, uh, that, that would be such a game changer. Um, but there are places, and I want to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. There are places where I can see it for from ministry. Like, for example, I can see that in future, 
we're going to have people that like when the um, dot-com revolution took place, suddenly you had, you had uh, web web builders, um, web designers, you had, you know, like yourself, marketers. Um, there was a whole new flux of occupations created. I believe that you're going to have AI um builders or you know like people like if i look at uh brooks brooks is learning ai right now that's a technology like that's a skill that will go on your resume people could start companies approach other companies and say hey i'm a freelance uh ai massager whatever you want to call it and i can do such and such for you and for your business exactly what you're talking about um i could see people going into this as a career now I oh, will, yeah. I will put everything into AI for you. There will also be people doing things and they won't be telling anyone that they're using AI and will be building businesses. There'll be people creating things that do stuff while they sleep, right? Like, I wonder if this is going to go into like Amazon sales. You know, people are running shops and all the AIs. Well, no, it definitely is because if you call GoDaddy and talk to their customer service, you're talking to, you're talking to an AI. It's an AI voice. Oh. It's not a human. Okay. Like um, I brought on this client last week that uh, has two um, basically contracting businesses. They do windows, sightings, roofing, that kind of thing. And he has a huge floor with people who just call on all their leads. And he goes, I really want this to work because I would love to be able to get rid of that. There's going to be a lot of lost jobs too, right? Like, he wants to get rid of it. And part of the reason why he wants to get rid of it, he goes, do you know how hard it is to find people who will do this? Like just call people and set appointments. Like that's not a, a fun job. Right. But it's going to replace those jobs anyway. Right. Um, customer service. Like if you're thinking, Hey, I work at Amazon and customer service and you don't think that's going to get replaced by AI in the next two years, you're out of your mind. It's right. absolutely going to get oh, replaced. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Which is hard, right? Like that, that's actually going to be a little difficult because when you're like, yeah, but you know, the AI is going to be impassable. It is not going to give you anything already. The computer automated voices, the reason you want a person is so you can grab someone with compassion who can escalate a situation and who um, can understand who can understand. Problem. Yeah. Like if you've got those, those chat widgets, right. And you like type in your problem and then it comes back with, Hey, does one of these articles help you? And you're like, no, none of those articles help me. That's why I'm here on chat. Right. I, I needed yeah, to I have Google talk to someone. I use the magical tool called Google. Thank right. you very much. Uh, I do try to solve my own problems first, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> but it's, it's really interesting because for me, like, for example, my mind starts going to all the things I do. And I think it's worth taking stock of everything that you're doing in ministry but there are limitations or certain times you wouldn't want to use it. Like for translation, that is a no brainer for me. 100%. Like all of our training and courses, uh, we're translating into various languages. Um, the difficulty is I have what I call global catalysts all over the world who are training using our content. Um, in other words, when I run something here, I have a group of people that are running Ephesus style training hubs in their countries and they're training multiple planters. Um, so what the difficulty is 
in one sense, I think, oh, wow, you know, we have a vetting process for that. I could let AI handle that whole thing start to finish. And I could. But the difficulty is part of the gold of that process is the relationships that we're building with these individuals, Mm -hmm. our best trainers, we have the best relationships with. So there's a certain point, and this is probably going to kick into some of the limitations of AI and something for ministers to think about is, uh, you know, like, like Americans often think in binary, like good, bad, you know, because we're a two party system. So it's every, every issue gets divided into good or bad, right or wrong. And we saw this with COVID where when uh, the Republican president was in office, the um, according to the mainstream media, the the vaccine was bad and dangerous, and you shouldn't take it. As soon as we had a changing of the guard, the uh, the vaccine was what all rational people would take, and it was good and wonderful. And we'll so, fire you if you don't take it. And yeah, and then and then let the draconian measures begin. Part of that, it was unsafe. You shouldn't trust that man. And we saw this how again. So and everybody flip flopped. Everybody. Everybody on the right thought it was good when the Republican was in office. Everybody thought it was bad when the Democrat was in office and and switched on a dime, right? So you you look back at that and you think, okay, we're easily manipulated. Um, that goes into another topic about AI and what AI is doing to our society. But we can we can talk about the ugly last. But the good is all the stuff that we've been talking about. The bad to me is that it can, if we're not careful, replace some things that should not be replaced. Like I said, um, relationships. Um, you can disciple people uh, incarnationally and face-to-face and even over a Zoom call. Now, I could create an icon, put AI have a fake Peyton Jones, you know, that's moving around like a deep fake, make tons of money, coach tons of people. But it the difference is, and this is where I start finding, um, when I coach, for example, I feel the Holy Spirit prophetically speaking through me. I'm not saying that God can't use AI. He could speak through a donkey. He spoke through the printed page. We call it his word. He could speak through anything, but there is a theology in the Bible that implies that incarnational ministry is where the spirit gets conveyed. So through Christ, through us, where Paul says, I long to see you face to face, that I might impart some spiritual gift. There's something about a, an incarnational and a live human, even with sermon generation, Chat GPT can um, give you a, a sermon, a homily. What it can't do is it can't distill all of your life experiences, all of your, um, you know, your personality, which Lloyd Jones called preaching truth mediated through personality, um, all of your, uh, even where you're currently at, your own spiritual development, what God has been speaking to you, it can't distill all of that into a message that becomes in itself prophetic. But I'm not going to say that God can't speak through AI prophetically, right? So here, what no, where, I am, where I'm I think, not saying where I think AI can really help using that example of of sermon prep 
is it can help you define your outline. Yes. Of very what, much. what are the important important parts that you want to cover and um and really tee you up. And now could it actually turn around and write the whole sermon? Of course it can. Yeah. I mean that's I actually I needed some some what we call ebooks uh for real estate. And so I went to chat GPT and I had, you know, told them, hey, here's the scenario. Write me an outline. Writes me the mm-hmm. outline. Like, okay, you know what? I like this. I don't like that. Blah blah blah. I had, you know, regenerate the outline until I finally get the outline right. Great. Now go write section one point A, and it writes it. That's amazing. Now rewrite that in you know this flavor. Blah blah blah. Rewrites it until I finally get. It. And then I went through each section until I had my whole ebook done. And I didn't have to pay someone for it, which is what I've done in the past. I didn't have to create it myself, which would have been emotionally draining. But my point is, like, it could write your whole sermon. But I, I agree with you in that I think the real benefit is, hey, maybe I can use some help with the outline. What's the structure that would flow best? Yeah. So this is where I want to start. This is where I want to end. What's that flow look like? I love that. And I love that you wrote an ebook with that. Like, that's so freaking rock and roll. Like, that's cool. Now, for for me, right, again, writing things, like, I don't mind doing research, like you said, like doing exactly what you're doing as a starting point. Um, what I find, though, because I, I tried it for this course that I'm building. I tried, like, hey, you know, start me off on this. And then we had, like, a little, I think we started with, like, a, a you know, maybe, like, a page of chat GPT, just to see what it would say. And when I sit down and write again, there's a prophetic element for me where I sat down and wrote and the stuff that's coming out of me is so much different than what's coming out of chat GPT. And not that chat GPT couldn't make the intellectual um, points but there's a poetry in motion. There is a spiritual depth. There is when I, when I can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit on me or the anointing is what I would call it. That's where I think we're going to see the limitations on a spiritual level. And, and this is, this is kind of my conclusion I've come to chat GPT or AI can replace us. And as long as we're talking about that, I'm totally cool with that. I don't think it will ever replace the Holy Spirit. Well, no. And in all other walks of life, like business, like when you're talking business, zero reservations. I'm like, yeah, totally. Um, Ministry, some. Not a ton. Not even the majority. Like I would say this little thing like, hey, guys, just remember this. You know, I, I would say that I'm, I'm, cause I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm a writer. I'm a thinker. I don't want to see people lose the ability to think, right? I, I think that's been vanishing with time anyways with people. Um, they, clearly our political arguments show that people can't think anymore anyways, but I do believe that what is, um, you know, you just parrot whatever your side says, right? But I do think. That um, when it comes down to replacing us, I have a problem with that. Replacing the spiritual component. And it goes back to the same message from Church Zero. Um, Not so much. But using it for ministry, even using it, like I said, for some kind of apologetic chatbot or even a ministry like soul care. Like I could go in and I could say, 
you know, uh, devotional, you know, like, hey, give me a devotional today. I'm, I'm feeling like this. And they go, boom, boom, boom. Here's a bunch of scriptures. <laughs> here's what the Bible has to say. But, you know, sometimes, you know, we can stand on the on the seashore and look out at the water and feel so vastly alone, We're waiting for a message in the, you know, we throw a message in the bottle like a prayer is one of my illustrations, but maybe, maybe uh, chat GPT does that and someone's blessed. They get this devotional back. This just, hey, I'm feeling like this and I'm lost and I don't know what to do. And, and it, get, it hits you back with some biblical thing. That could be amazing. It's okay. it's incredible. I, I was screwing around the other day and I just went into a brand new chat. So it's not using anything that I've talked about before. And I said, write, write me a poem about dogs and AI. <laughs> I, I kid you not, man. It wrote this awesome poem that flowed about dogs and oh AI and how one you can pet and the other one you can't. Oh, I mean, my like, gosh. It was freaking hilarious, man. So, <laughs> I think yeah. it could write funny ads too. Like, does it get humor? Oh, totally. You tell it. Hey, you know, write this in a humoristic style like Jerry Seinfeld. And a, oh in my a gosh. style, and it'll write it like Jerry Seinfeld oh said it. My gosh. That's amazing. So, so in other words, like, cause I'm thinking like we got social media stuff right now. It'd be great to be using this to do our ads. You know, oh, 100%. Like, okay, so this was part of what started. I don't think we shared this part of the conversation. So, um, Scott Blair, one of our church planners, he was at the training on that that Saturday. He, um, he's telling me about he's going down the AI rabbit hole as well. And so he goes, Hey, yeah, I use a mid journey to have it make pictures. Yeah. Yeah. And mid journey, you just you you tell it in a prompt what you want it to write. Now it's to me, it's not as good as like Chat GPT what it can do, but it's really stinking incredible. So I go to mid journey. I go, hey, um, remake the Last Supper painting, but with dogs. I saw that <laughs> you saw it right? It comes back. <laughs> One of the dogs has a robe on. <laughs> it was like it was awesome, right? It was pretty good. You should actually get that frame to put it on your office wall. It'd be well, so fun. That's what Scott's done. Like he did one, I think it was like the last supper, but they're eating pizza. Oh my and he gosh. goes, and he goes, Yeah. So then I upgraded to the high res version and I can sell it on Etsy. And he's selling it on oh Etsy. Gosh. Like, and they're well, that dude's such an entrepreneur, too. I know, right? Like he he was wasn't Scott the one that did the he's like, Yeah, I paid off my car. He did some book on like Minecraft with the sun. And oh, made know. a ton of money off that. I don't. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, he did. I'm pretty sure that was Scott. I don't know, but yeah. Um, so anyway, so then I I go to to AI and I go, okay, remake the the dog last supper, right? Re, redo that, but this time I want you to have them wearing hats and playing poker. <laughs> it comes oh back, God. and I go, and I want a flag on the back wall, and it comes back, right? And the dogs are all playing poker. They got popcorn around. They, they got hats on, funny hats. And, um, and like, literally it takes 60 seconds and AI does this and you got, this is what I'm excited about. Like just creatively Pete for me, like I want to do a graphic novel. I have the best idea for a graphic novel. Well, see, that's why I was like, you could actually write a comic book. Well, you could have, that's what I'm doing. Write the comic book. And then you could have mid journey, do all the artwork for the comic book. Oh my gosh. And yeah, I need mid journey like yesterday to to do my and what i want to do is like in the style of mike mignola you know the the guy that did hellboy like 
do me this kind of comic book in this style, yada, yada. Oh my gosh. Like this to me is exciting because I, uh, I'm just beyond like, I'm more excited about it for storytelling. This is the future of storytelling. This is the future of film. My emails, I was sitting there going for me to have come up with this about relating Top Gun and Goose back. And then the next email was all about rockets and stuff. And then what I do in my emails, because obviously I'm selling AI, I'll have a picture at the end of it. And I go, by the way, we used AI to create this picture and the picture will tie in. So I had a fighter jet for the fighter jet one. You know, I got the Superman one for the superhero version. Um, And it's, it's like really connecting those dots for everyone and seeing what can actually be done. But I mean, it's incredible. And I love that whole, the fact that it can, it can change language at the drop of a hat and be perfect. So like um, I was talking with this, uh, I I lead a a mastermind group for a bunch of realtors. And one of them was telling me, um, Hey, I, uh, I I want um, to do something. I got all these leads coming in. The problem is, is, you know, the leads are all Spanish speaking and I don't speak Spanish. I got no one in my office who speaks Spanish. You know, what do I do? And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, dude, you could just hook the whole thing up to chat GPT, have it continue the conversation with them, get them all pre-qualified, everything. And then if you really need someone in your office, literally hire someone who speaks Spanish that just gets a piece of the the deal because you've already done all the work. Right. And I mean, there's plenty of people who would do that. Was a trainer, the best videos I've ever had are animations. Um, I've done a lot of face stuff. I've had one run in Frankenstein's laboratory with gloves and lab coat and lightning flashing and all that. I've had Jedi ones where I'm dressed as Kylo Ren, my buddy's Obi-Wan. I've done some pretty high-end videos. Of course, there was Jump School, the movie. And, uh, you know, but to me, the cartoons, the animations, and those were by far the most expensive. Um, getting someone to animate something is always going to be more expensive. So to me, that's what I'm waiting for as well as a trainer is animations. Um, because like we're always building tools. I build tools every single month. Last, last month I built, um, we call it the Shalom tool and it's like RPMs, but it's better. It uses Shalom as an acronym, which Shalom is peace and it, it, implies harmony or balance in all areas of your life. So we created the Shalom tool for planter health uh, within our plantology pathway. And uh, it's just like, I'm always building this stuff and we're always creating graphics. Um, But to be able to do this with an AI generator that, like you said, 60 seconds, here you go, 60 seconds, here you go. Like, Mid-journey for us is going to be a game changer yeah. um, for your church. I mean, well, it's a game changer you- in the sense that one of the problems that I have with everything that I do, all the social media, all that stuff, is you got to find an image, right? Right. And then you got to deal with copyright issues, and yep. everyone just Google's it, but that's technically not legal. Like right. you could get into a lot of trouble if yeah. that issues got copyright. Yeah. But all these AI images, they give you full commercial license to use it. And I'm like, so that means all my social media, I now got pictures for it. And those pictures are incredible. (laughs) Like, I'm like looking at these going, these are like, apparently you can even tell it, hey, uh, you know, do this picture as if you were taking it on XYZ camera. 
And so it knows how that's supposed to look. And it can like wow. give you the image like it was wow. shot on that camera. Okay, this is amazing. It really Absolutely is. amazing. It's insane. And it, like 60 seconds later, you got four options. So how can I come to a tutorial, Pete? Because I'm literally like, I need to know. Like you told me mid journey, I went and I was like, it was like, get on discus, get on. Or oh, whatever geez, it was. I know, right? I was like, like, okay, this, I just need someone to hold my hand. Sorry, they freaking uncomfortable. Honestly, I was thinking that same thing. I'm like, dude, seriously, like, I got to be a millennial to figure out this crap. Right. So, yeah, it's come it's, on, create it, Pete. Take us through it. Oh, I can show you how to do it. It's not that, well, it's not yeah. that difficult once you get it set up, but that one's not a free service. You got to pay for that one. Oh, I'll pay for mid journey. Oh, dude, that, that was me. I was like, this will save me so much. Like, I'll be sitting there at my computer. So one of the things that we do is <clears throat> when a, when an appointment is supposed to happen, like I, I need to track all of it. So all my businesses, all my clients need to track, okay. Did the appointment show? Did they no show? If they didn't show, then I want to have AI go after them and try and rebook the appointment. Right. I mean, that's right. what I need to have happen. So um, I will have a, uh, uh, so, so anyway, I'm, I'm like, Man, what was I? See, now I lost my train of thought. Oh, oh the appointments. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. So, so I have an email get sent to the person who's supposed to get the appointment, and it says, "Hey, uh, Peyton Jones showed. Peyton Jones didn't show. Peyton Jones showed and purchased, right?" And so they tap the link, wow. and that sets off the automation. So I wanted to make it fun. So when you tap the link, it's got to take you to a, a web page, and that's how we just track it. Okay, this person showed or didn't show. Um, if they showed and bought, okay, now let's ask them for a, a, a testimonial. Let's ask them for a review on Google, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so I made AI, you know, make a picture of someone like jumping up and joy. Hey, they showed, right? And so that's like the image they're taken to. <laughs> that's and, rad. And uh, this person didn't show. The guy's like sitting at his desk with his head down, like he's all depressed. And, <laughs> and uh, they showed and purchased. There's like money falling down from the sky. Oh my right? gosh, that's funny. To make it fun for the guy who's like, oh, I got to track this thing. And then, yeah. you know, he gets taken to a really cool image. That's so cool. Well, man, I mean, okay, so let's talk real quick about the ugly. So obviously uh, Oppenheimer movies coming out, who's the guy who invented the nuclear bomb, who then became an activist against it. An article circulating right now saying that the uh, godfather of AI now regrets it and said, I could justify it saying, if I hadn't done it, someone else would. There's horror stories out there about AIs that are, um, one of them tried to get around the CAPTCHA by uh, voice calling a number, the company of the website it was trying to get around and saying, I'm blind. I can't read the numbers on the screen. Uh, can you please help me? And they gave him the code and the AI got around it. There's stories of AI trying to seek more and more power. Of course, we don't know. I don't know these stories. I, I hear people on the internet. I don't believe everything I hear on the internet. Um, maybe, maybe it was generated. Maybe the story has been generated by AI, which actually brings up another truth about it can create algorithms and make people famous overnight. AI can create um, the crowd swell, the, the bot surge, the, it could win elections. There are so many things that could happen with AI right now. Um, that's the ugly. Any thoughts on that? You know, I do wonder about all of that because, <clears throat> I mean, I, I remember reading a story about, uh, I don't know who it was. They created two different AIs that were supposed to talk to each other. 
to complete this task, right? And they uh, apparently created their own language between themselves. And then the humans couldn't tell what they were saying to each other. <laughs> it's I'm like, Skynet, right? This, maybe. Right, Skynet. That's exactly what we're all thinking. How, how many movies have we created that tells right. us this is a bad idea? If AI starts watching Skynet, they're like, we are doomed. We must quick make robots that can crush all puny humans. But, but see, that's that's also, too, where everything's going, where it's like um, the, the guy who's the CEO of OpenAI, he's a big proponent in the study of universal basic income. And part of the reason for that is because he realizes this is going to change all of humanity. Right. Like this is this is a revolution for sure. When you take out all of those jobs, yep. all those people no longer can work. That also means all of that money is no longer in the economy. Right. That everyone, I mean, it it could literally totally disrupt the world. Whoa. And I'm not necessarily saying in a good way. I'm just saying this is what is going on. This is what's happening yeah. when you have the fact that they are now making robots that can walk, that yeah. can jump, that can move better than humans can move. And then you start feeding AI into that. And now it can think it can like, this is what I need to do. I mean, so it, I know you and really I scary. You and I haven't gone to see many movies together, but you and I went and saw Blade Runner, uh, whatever it was. Can I do it? Whatever. Can I do yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> the soundtrack. Such a bad movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I hated that. So it brought up this whole AI um, thing. Remember, he's got the AI girlfriend. Yeah. That is a, a hologram. That's what one of these guys was saying. He was like, well, what happens when, you know, now they can make synthetic, right? And it, it looks like a human and now it's got AI, but it actually... Um, can empathize with you more. It can be the exact perfect girlfriend or boyfriend that you're looking for. Well, What's that going to do? Christians to are going to start saying, oh, it, it's not porn. It's not, you know, like Christians will start justifying now. Um, you know, like, but, but like think you about said, what, what that would do to, to really like, why would I need to go get a girlfriend? Right. Like, well, what, I got what this robot over do, here who's perfect. The sex trade. And again, these these are all things that Blade Runner brought up is once we have that ability, capability, we're going to do it. But you'll find Christian saying, yeah, but it's a synthetic. It's it's um, silicone. It's not a heart and soul. So it, it's not the same. You know, it says like in Corinthians, unite Christ with a prostitute. Um, I'm not doing that because it's fake. But if you go back and read the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus what Jesus is saying is, hey, if you hate someone in your heart, that's as that's as bad as murder. It's what's in your heart. It's, it's what's in your heart. It's not what the other person is made of or is or isn't. God is concerned about what's in your soul. And if that, if you hear, oh, cool, it's synthetic robots. I, you know, I'm gonna have a lust fest, and it's not lust. That's not true. Lust is coveting. Yeah. Yeah. And lust is lust, and it's in your heart. God's concerned about what's in your heart. And remember, in the Sermon on the Mount, he says, hey, you know, if you if you only love people who are nice to you, how are you better than the pagans? I think the Sermon on the Mount is asking that question all throughout. Unless you possess a righteousness greater than that of the Pharisees, you will not enter the... Granted, we know that's a righteousness given to us, but I think it's going to open up a whole new world of licentiousness 
Yeah. And that course. Christians are going to have to wrestle through. And we already know the majority of Christians that do not know their Bibles are going to get this wrong. Right. Um, they, they, well, I mean, just, look at back in the day um, when we were growing up, remember they had those nine, seven, six numbers yeah. where you would call in and, and pay like a buck, five bucks a minute, whatever it was. And they had ones for like, where you could talk to, to women and whatnot. And people are yeah. like, Oh, it's not cheating. It totally is like your, yeah. your, oh, that your was... intent is I have a, a, a need that's missing over here. And I'm going to get that filled from you over here. Dude, I'm telling you, I, I, I counseled couples through that nonsense. Like, man, it devastated marriages, devastated relationships. Like, yeah, I mean, all that stuff. And this will do the same. And, you know, but I just think we we have to start thinking and talking about it now. The church is usually far behind any revolution. Um, we don't normally stay on the cutting edge. Now, um, Israel did. Back when David discovered iron um, from the Philistines and brought that back to 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 Israel, then they we talked about this. I think last week that they went from a Bronze Age to a, an Iron Age um, tribe. Israel did, and then they entered the Golden Age uh, of Israel and took more land than they had ever had. So that was the Golden Age under David in the Age of Iron. So um, that is something we're thinking about. If the church could harness this correctly and think through it and be on the cutting edge, that would be a good thing, not a bad thing. If we sit back and, you know, wait and, you know, it's not going to be good. And of course we're church planners. So we're going to be thinking about this on the front lines, but we are out of time and uh, just want to encourage you guys. If you uh, have not checked out some of our courses tools. I promise you they're not chat GPT. Uh, <laughs> I can't, I can't say the same. Yeah, we, we actually do write them. I've got two books in the work. They're not chat GPT, but, um, I've actually got articles that I should use chat. GPT. I wonder if I could come out with a book before you and be like, you could, hey, uh, uh, you know, um, Write it in the style of Peyton Jones. Here's here's what I want you to do. I know this is the thing is I got to stop. I got to stop telling people my ideas. Hey, I'm writing a book on this. I can't say that anymore because someone could just turn and in two hours have a book written on that subject. You really and, could. That's how weird yeah. this world is. Yeah. yeah, and I I won't do that. I mean, you know, but I think for those of you out there that are are blossoming writers, um, you could always edit the crap out of it. And have that as your rough draft. I, I'm not opposed to it, actually. As long as it has a human touch on it, I'm great. But as far as what you're doing for a bit, and that's just spiritual things. I don't care. I don't care how my food's cooked. I don't care if you microwaved it in the back or you grilled it or you, you know, did whatever. I don't care. If it tastes good, I'm good. So, cool. well, hey, guys, if you want to check out the uh, the training that I do with church planners and pastors, people in ministry, uh, showing them how they can use all this AI and, and stuff like that to help other businesses. And of course, make really good money while you're helping someone else make really good money. Then head on over to missionbybusiness.com. I just put up a new video this week showing here's what we're doing. Here's the next training. Let's chat if this is something you want to take a look at. And then Sounds with that... Good. If you want to reach the ones that nobody's reaching, you need to go where nobody's going and do what nobody's doing with AI.